0: Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Well, how many believe that we're in revival? We're not praying for it, but we're in it tonight, amen? So we've got Jesse and Brian preaching tonight, and uh, I thank God for these two men. I'm proud of them. I was thinking that, you know, both both of these men got saved in this church, both of these men got married in this church, and God has, is using both of them in tremendous ways. They're faithful men. They're men that I can count on. They're men that I know that I can ask to do anything, and they'll be there. They're there. They're great disciples, amen? And uh, I, I, this is what our church is about, amen, making disciples. We're just doing what Jesus did, raising up men and teaching them how to lead their families, and then them following, and then their families following the men as they lead, amen, and trying to be men of integrity, men of their, of, of their word. How many want to be men of in, men and women of integrity tonight in this place, amen, and character, amen? So let's let them know that we love them, and let's let them know by amens and taking notes and shouting tonight that, they're, that we're listening as we receive Jesse Salazar to come start us off tonight, amen? Let's give the Lord a big hand, amen?
1: Amen. God is good. Amen. Well, I thank God for all that he's done in my life and Pastor for this opportunity. And sometimes we feel like we're not ready, but you know, God knows that we are. Amen. He God knows, see more he, Pastor sees more potential in us than ourselves. Amen. And it's a thing that we gotta step out of our comfort zone and step out by faith. Amen. Go ahead and pray right quick. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We pray that you would empower us tonight. We pray that you would move tonight. And we trust in what you have for us tonight. We need you tonight because we are nothing without you, Lord, and tonight we're here to exalt you and to glorify you and to magnify you and to let people know what you have done in our lives, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for that tonight, Father God, for giving us the victory and for giving us a new life, Lord, God, allowing us to serve you, Father God. God, we thank you so much for all that you're about to do, Lord. We trust in you, Holy Spirit. You're welcome in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Start my, my hour time right quick. So don't fall asleep on me, guys. Well, tonight I wanted to talk about the danger of the last days. We're living in perilous times, amen. There's sometimes that we don't acknowledge, there's sometimes that we get in our selfish ways, and I'm preaching to me first because I, I've been there, and there's sometimes that I worry about myself, about me, about my things, and it shouldn't be that way, amen. God didn't save us to hold it in for ourselves, amen. God didn't hold it, didn't give it to us to be selfish people, amen, to be selfish believers, and I just thank God for what he's done in my life, and I give him all the glory and praise for what he's done in me, and, you know, I just want to encourage you tonight just to, to you know, listen listen to this word. It's going to be God's word, and he, said, he spoke to me, he's been speaking to me for a couple of weeks on this, and. When Pastor asked me to do this, I like, just, you know, I was like, man, it has to be about this, amen. And I want to, I got a verse, it's out of Second Timothy 3. God's word says, but know this that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, plowed, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self control, brutal, despisers of God, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. For all this sort all for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of global women, loaded down with sin, led away by various lust. See, church, and all that's things that when I was in the world, that, that's something that I went through. That was me. And just thinking about that, and 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 you know, the Pastor's talking about that he was so proud of what, you know what we're doing, and it's just something that We've got to be grateful for it, amen. God chose us to do, to do something more, to be more than what we used to be, amen. We've got to be excited for the things of God, amen. This is the time that we've got to stand out and, and believe and step out in faith because God has called us to do that, amen. So let's step out in faith. Let's not be afraid anymore. Let's not be ashamed of the gospel, amen. You know, we've got to exalt God in everything that we do. There's Sometimes that we get in our own comfort zones and our own prideful ways, but we should not be that way. We're going to need to get serious tonight. Tonight's the time we got to stand out and step out, amen. And 7, it says, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I think about that verse because back then I used to try to read God's word, read it and read it, and I couldn't get nothing out of that. It took me years to really acknowledge what God can do, amen, through his word. He speaks to us through his word, amen. It says, now, and Janus and, and Jambres resisted Moses, so do those... So, do these also resist the truth? Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith. But they will progress further, no further, for their folly will be manifested to all, and theirs also. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, long preservance. God's word says there. Can you go back to 10 again? I'm sorry. It says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, preservance. Amen. We're going to suffer for a little bit, amen, when we serve God. But I guarantee you that he'll always make a way for you, amen. Persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me in Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions and endured... And out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecutions. Amen. We will suffer persecutions. Amen. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Amen. And I think about that too when, when we go outreaching and. In you know, before I used to kind of just go through the motions and just go just to be there, amen, but these past couple of times that we've been going, it's it's been something different, amen, and this is a, a real touchy subject, amen, and and I know, if, you know, God wants us to speak the truth, amen, and, and it's crazy because when we're there the people that are mad at us are those that are living a life that's not right, amen, a life that's I, I would always be out there saying a life of confusion, amen. You know, God's word does say woman and man. Actually, this is a touchy subject, and it's all for his glory, amen. And it's hard, you know, the way, you know, just to preach that out there. But those that cuss us out, that flip us off, it's all people that, you know, are living a life of confusion. And, and it's sad, you know, so, you know, God does love everybody, but he hates the sin that we live, in, amen. And it's not only that, but it could be anything all across the board. Sin is sin, amen. It can be a child molester. It could be a thief. I mean, a drug addict. Because when you're a drug addict, you do all kinds of crazy things. Different women, you know, girls, you know, whatever it could be. But I'll call it as it is, sin is sin, regardless of what it is, amen. And in these last days, it says that people are going to be lovers of themselves, and that's something that's out there. And on the square here and then, it's much needed because of the, I'm thinking because of, it's all the colleges, amen, and, and it's just so crazy. You know, it hurts me seeing the way that people are, amen, out there. It's hard. So it says, but you must continue in things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them, amen. And I got out of, uh, also it says, perilous times are here. We have to get right with God. Now is not the time to play church, amen. And we preach that out there as well. You know, John, me and John out there preach about, you know, we can't be, you know, be called, called Christians or called believers and just check in the box, amen. Just go to church on Wednesdays and Sundays and the rest of the time do what you want to do. You know, and, and I you know, God convicted him on that. If I'm going to be preaching that out there, we got to preach it in the house as well, amen. Because there's sometimes that we go through those things, amen. That we get so comfortable in our own ways, and we start thinking that way, amen. We can't just come to church just to check in the box. We got to come, get, come in here, get re-energized, and go out there and do the work of God, amen. That's what He called us to do. This is the house. We come in, get refilled, get refueled, and go out there and spread the word, amen. That's what we're called to do, amen. You know, we have to be fully committed to the things of God. Now is the time. We are, we are a selfish generation, and i am put that on me because that, that was me. We are a selfish generation. You know, what are we doing with our salvation? You know, you sit here and just think about, you know, what are you doing with your salvation? Each person here, you know, what are you doing? Are you spreading the love of God? Are you reaching out to somebody? Are you holding that inside for yourself? That's a question that we have to ask ourselves daily. God's word says we've got to take up our cross daily, amen, and not be so selfish, amen. You know, what are we doing with what God has given us, amen, with our salvation? What are we doing with the faith that he has given us, amen? Are we stepping out? Are we reaching out to the lost? What are we doing with it? You know, we've got, we got to get serious. We've got to get serious right now. The world is getting crazier and crazier and worse and worse every single day. It's not getting any better. And it's not going to get any better because he's coming back. You got to be right with God, amen. Don't come to church. just to check in the box. Come into church to get fully, be fully surrendered to God, amen. You know, Jesus loves you. He loves you right where you are, amen. He loves you, he loves you as who you are. But we got to be right with him, amen. Be right with God, Another verse out of 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 3. It says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead as his appearing and, as, and his kingdom. Amen. Preach the word, be ready, season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. Amen. For the time will come when they will endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. You know, we've got to step out, amen. We've got to be real with God and with ourselves, amen. He hates the sin that we are living, amen. We are the generation that needs to stand up. For we, for what we believe in, we have to step out in faith, and let this generation know the truth, even if it hurts, even if it offends somebody. Amen. Because this is the word of God. Amen. And it's crazy. I want to give, give a testimony. It's, well. I have a friend of mine. It's not. It's not a testimony, but I know God is doing something. Amen. And you know, I. I you know, we we gotta step out and let people know. I was telling Brother Dwayne just the other day that. We, you know, had a, a friend that they said that tried to commit suicide. My age, we were out, out there in the world with him, hanging out with him, and we, we did whatever we could do to party And And just the other day, you know, it, actually his his mother passed away a couple of years ago, and she was a believer. I thank God for that. And he was mad at God because she passed away. That's being selfish. I mean, you know, wh- why are we going to think that God would, you know, would do something like that to his mother being a believer, Amen. She died of cancer. A couple of months ago, his father passed away of cancer. He used to be a pastor as well. But we know where he's at, amen. And I, just a couple of days ago, he tried to commit suicide. And God convicted me on that because I would call him or text him. He would never respond. This is throughout the years that I've been coming to church, amen. I would try to reach out to him I mean, as much as I could, and he would never respond back. He told a friend of mine that he didn't want to offend me. So I was thinking about that. I was like, man, you know, he just tried to commit suicide. Where was I? I should have let him know something. And the reason why we're not telling him is because I didn't, want, I didn't want him to be mad at me. God's word says that we have to offend people. We have to let people know the truth, amen, even if it hurts, amen. So that, that was the conviction that he gave me this couple of days. Like, what are you doing? What am I doing with my salvation? Am I holding that inside for me, for myself? That's being selfish, Man, that hurts, but I thank God that he made it. He's recovering right now. Amen. I we give him all the glory for that. God is not done with him yet, amen. So we know that God is doing something there for sure. God's going to give him a change of heart, and I believe that in my heart. We need to speak life into this generation, amen. We have to be to the light to this dark world because God called us to do that, Amen. There are believers being led astray daily because they feel offended, not wanting to take correction, amen. That's the key that we have to do. We gotta learn to take correction, amen. Especially from our leaders, amen. Even if it hurts, we gotta learn to take correction. That's the only way that you will make it for the kingdom of God, amen. We gotta learn to take correction, even if it hurts, even if we don't agree with it, just know that it's for the good, amen. And all that it's for the good. You know, it's time to stop playing games with God, amen. You know, we have to be, we have to stop being so easily offended. You know, God chose us to make a difference in the world we are called to be set apart, amen. We are called to be set apart, amen. We can't be like the world, amen. We have to be set apart, amen. You know, God gave us a life. He gave us salvation. I mean, he, he snatches from the pit of hell. I have to think about that all the time, that he us from Egypt, amen. Just the way that, you know, he snatched back in the, in the word, the way he did that, he did that for us, amen. He pulled us out of the pits of hell, amen. that's something powerful. I mean, I was so far gone in my addictions and my sins that only he could do that. I tried to stop on my own so many times. I tried to go to rehab, and they didn't even want to accept me, amen. That's how bad that was. And then God stepped in, amen. And then God stepped in. You know, God has a bigger plan for us, amen. So we got to step out, Amen. We gotta step out to our loved ones, speak life into our loved ones, even if it offends them. Amen. It might hurt, hey, and they might get it right then and there, but we gotta step out and let them know the truth. Amen. We can't hold it inside no more. Amen. The danger of the last days. You know, Luke in Luke is Luke nine twenty three. It says to take up our cross daily. Amen. I said that earlier. You know, denying ourselves daily. Man, we gotta take up that cross, amen. Second Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord just know that all that you do for God, he's taking note of everything that we do, amen. He's taking note of all the things that we do, amen. Nothing does not go unseen, amen. All that we're doing for the kingdom, God sees it all, amen. Even when you don't think that no one's watching, he's watching us, amen. So keep on doing what is right, amen. Keep on doing what is right. Do not be deceived. You know, God has called us. To do something big for His kingdom, Amen. You know, let's stop being the selfish generation. I keep on being selfish because not only in the house of the Lord, but out there in the world, there's a lot of selfish people, Amen. A lot of selfish people out there, and you know, it's something that we got to step out of that, Amen. We got we got to get right, Amen. We got to be right with God. I still got thirty minutes. All right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Let's give the world Jesus, amen. Acts two thirty eight thirty nine. 39. Then Peter said to them, <clears throat> repent and let every, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, amen. Pastor's been preaching about the Holy Spirit, amen. And that's something that's helped me throughout my walk. It's something that I prayed for for a while. And I tell you, we had a service just like the one we had the other day. And I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. And I prayed and prayed, and I did not get it. Kept on praying and praying. And the, where I got it was at my job. I was on the phone with my wife, and then I just started speaking in tongues. She's like, What are you doing? And she's, she didn't even believe it. She's like, Quit your faking. And I was like, Man, I was like, What is this? But as soon as that happened, I, I felt something different in me. Yeah. I felt something in me that I could not contain. I was like, so if you're still praying for that, keep praying for that. Cause that will help you, amen. That's something that we need. It's key. It's key, amen. You know that that's helped me through my temptations. Pray in the spirit, amen. Keep on believing, amen. Keep on wanting that, amen. But I say, church, this world is getting Worse and worse every day. We have to believe in the power that God has given us, amen. And that's his Holy Spirit, amen. we got to believe in his power. Step out by faith. Don't be afraid anymore, amen. It's time for us to be that generation that breaks those generational curses, amen. Step out by faith and know that God will always make a way for you, amen. Believe that in your hearts, amen. You're not here for, for just... You know, for coincidence, you are here because God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of you. Amen. Believe in Him. Trust in His word. Amen. Get in His word. Amen. Pray. Amen. Pray for one another. Amen. We serve a mighty God. Amen. That He is so faithful to us. Amen. Even in our selfish ways, even in our weaknesses, He is right there with us, cheering us on. Amen. Do not give in to the lie of the enemy much longer. Amen. It's time to be the church. Amen. Wake up. Amen. It's time for us to wake up. Amen. Don't be afraid anymore. Don't let the, lie, the enemy deceive you anymore, amen. Keep on trusting in the word of God. Keep on trusting him. Have faith in him, amen. Believe that he called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, amen, because he loves you, amen. Be that generation, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, I love you guys. Like I say stay focused on Jesus, amen. Like I always always tell my brothers, keep it Jesus, amen. It's that simple. Keep it Jesus, amen. God bless you.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, I want to make sure I keep it within the time frame. I know. My phone was kind of messing up, so I asked Pastor if I could print, and I definitely did not think it was going to come out to be in this many pages. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get into the Word tonight. I know um, I usually consider myself a, a confident person, and so not cocky, but confident. But So this, this morning, I decided to go over my message with someone. Normally, I just do it by myself, and then we were probably— 15 seconds in, and I had to lift her head up. I said, Bria, what are you doing? She was like, she said, it's so boring. So I learned my lesson. I'll never do that again. <laughs> Amen. But a lot of times I like to start off with a, with a Bria story because she's entertaining. And so the other day, I was putting her to bed, and we have our devotional that, that we go over, there's one for younger kids and there's one for a little older kids, that, so we pick and choose which one we do. And that night, I was trying to get her back focused. I said, Bria, we gotta do your devotional. She was like, Daddy, I'm so lonely. I was like, why are you lonely? And she was like, I need another sibling. <laughs> so I said, I said, Bria, soon. She said, tomorrow? And I was like, so <laughs> it doesn't work that quick. <laughs> And she was like, the day after tomorrow? I said, Bria, how are we gonna get a baby the day after tomorrow? She was like, at the hospital. <laughs> so I said, whose baby is it? And she was like, ours. And I was like, Bria, it doesn't, it doesn't really work like that. I said, you have a lot of cousins. I said, out of all your cousins, you have some older, some younger. I said, you're in the middle. And she said, well, who's on the side? And I was like, Bria, let's, let's get back to this devotional. <laughs> Amen. So we actually went over the devotional and she, so normally I read it, and she might pick out a couple words, and I'll ask her questions at the end. But this time I was reading it, and this was the older kid's one, and she just said, Daddy, I got it. And so she read about half of it, and it surprised me. There were words I didn't even know she knew. But you could tell she was really, really focused on it. And so when she got halfway through, at one point, she was just like <sighs> And I was like, do you want Daddy to take over? And she was like, yes. Because she was trying to use so much of her brain power to, to, to read every single word, especially words that she was trying to sound out and figure out, and just correlating it to us, how many times do we focus on a situation and we go through it with our own understanding and we almost wear ourselves out over a situation that God's saying, "I'm the one that's going to lead you through it," but we, we get, we get so caught up in, "I'm going to figure this out," and we get in God's way, and now we're just. I don't, I don't have anything else. And so, if you're taking notes tonight, the title of this message will be, "Is called Lean Not on Your Own Understanding. Amen? And she also, when she did pick her head up this morning, she did say, well, Daddy, can you tell everybody I did read it all by myself last night? So, she has that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for an opportunity to hear your word, Lord God. We thank you for how good you are, Lord God. We thank you just for the testimonies of how faithful you've been what we've heard from Dwayne the the stories that we heard from Jesse Lord God we're just so thankful for everything that you've done in this place you've done in our lives and Lord we know that you're not done this is only the beginning Lord I pray that you'll just speak to your people this evening Lord God and we just thank you and give you all the glory in Jesus name we pray amen so if you have your Bibles we'll open up with Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6 it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Amen. It's a verse we've heard so many times. I was sharing it the other day and when we had small group, and it was like, I've heard this verse so many times, and and over the past couple weeks, close to a month, I've just felt the Lord dealing with me and speaking to me on, lean not on your own understanding, and just thinking about How many situations I could have avoided if I wasn't so caught up on leaning on my own understanding. So we'll go to Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. How many of you all remember the story of Joseph in the Bible? Amen? Just like three of you? Four? All right, well, if you don't remember, you're going to get a little idea of it today. So we'll jump to the end of this story in Genesis 50, verse 20. Joseph said, but as for you, you meant evil against me. And he's talking to his brothers. He said, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. So I want to, if you can underline, he brought me to this position. So at this part, point in the story, Joseph is, he's basically saving his, his family through the, through the famine and, and God used them. And if you're not familiar with the story, we'll go to Genesis 37, verse 8. And it says, And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Because Joseph had a dream. He had a dream, and in his dream, he, he, he basically said, Hey, my older brothers and everybody, you guys are going to bow to me, and you guys are going to need me one day, even though you don't think so. So he says, So his brother says, shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him, even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And how many of us, if we put ourselves in the story, has, has God shown us something or God promised us something, whether through his word or in a situation where we know it was from God and he promised that he was going to do this and we've allowed other people to discourage us or we've allowed it could even be family to get to the point where we know God said this, but we allow the thoughts and opinions of other people and now we're starting to lean on our own understanding. We lean on our own understanding, and now what we thought and what we were convinced of and convicted on, it begins to change. And so if we look at Joseph's life, we'll go over some of the trials that he went through. He was thrown in a pit. He was left for dead. He was sold by his brothers the same brothers that would eventually bow down to him. He was enslaved, he was imprisoned, and he worked in a foreign land. All these things happened before that vision and promise came to pass. Right. So how many, how many of us have been in a situation where it's like, man, this doesn't make any sense. God, you said you were going to do this. God, in your word, it says this was going to happen, but I'm not seeing it. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's interesting because in uh, Dwayne's testimony that he gave, And he said, Hey, I I was in this Ford Explorer for three days. I'm sure it didn't make any sense at the time. But like he said, that that seven fifty job was the job where he was invited to church and, and everything went into play. And if he was in a situation where, you know what, I'm just gonna lean on my own understanding, not to put words in your mouth, but I'm gonna lean on my own understanding. He could be like, I'm not taking this job, I'm gonna do something else or I'm not going to go to this church or whatever. But he knew God God was up to something. God was up to something. So if you're in this place, myself included, and you know that God has He's shown you how he wants to use you or a situation where he needs you to intercede for somebody or, or step in and fill in the gap for somebody, and you've gotten to that point where it's just like, God, I don't see it. He's telling us tonight to not lean on our own understanding. Amen? So I want to give you three keys tonight. Three ways to not lean on your own understanding and to allow God to direct your path. And with these verses, I'm going to use a lot of the NLT because I want to make sure everybody fully understands. So number one would be to read the word. The word will teach you and encourage you and it give you hope. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promise to be fulfilled. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It's amazing how God works things together because Jesse read 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1-14. to 14. And it says, All scripture, you can underline all, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. And if you just look at those two verses so far, you see teach, 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 teach. So we're in a situation where we're constantly learning in our walk, none of us have it all together. And it says, by reading his word, he teaches us through his word. It says he teaches us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. His word, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Number two, if you're taking notes, is to believe the word. And I just ask the question, has God promised you something or shown you something that you haven't seen come to pass yet? Genesis chapter 15, verse 5 and 6. It says, then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you'll have. And Abram believed, underline believed, the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteousness because of his faith. You see, when we don't get caught up in what the world says or what we think, just kind of like Jesse was saying, like don't worry about offending somebody. Don't, it, it's, it's God. It's coming from God. It's not, it's not from us. We're just obeying. We're just his vessels. So when we're in this situation and we believe Abraham didn't have kids at the time and God said look up at the stars and that's how many descendants you're going to have it's hard to have descendants with no kids but he didn't get to the point where he said God you can't you can't do how are you going to do that this this and that and we go 30 minutes of figuring out why God can't do something before we just say hey if he said he can do it he's going to do it amen colossians chapter 2 verse 8 it says don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. Empty philosophies and nonsense. That's definitely something I underlined. I don't know. I don't know if that's an African thing or what, but we definitely heard the word nonsense growing up a lot. <laughs> Amen. So and also another thing I wanted to point out is. When you think of these philosophies and you think of the social media generation that we're in, how many times are people's opinions and and thoughts of what God can do shaped by friends or social media? And a lot of times that stuff is so convenient because you can put something in and get 50 different opinions right away. And, and, And I took notes on this. I said, friends, social media, no matter how convenient they are, never defeat a mind battle or deliver you out of a stressful situation. Amen. The last one out of the three is apply the word. So we'll read James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25.
0: See, I feel like this is a
2: little better than what Bria thought. Amen. I'm going to have to talk to her about this. So it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. And if you also underline, I know it's in NLT. Not everybody has that, but to do what it says. It says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So have you seen it's a common theme of if you obey God's word, if you read God's word and he teaches you, not only does it just make straight your path, but I've also seen multiple verses where he'll still bless you on top of that. And we'll read in Joshua chapter one, verse eight. This is going under apply the word. It says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure, and you can underline this, to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And I don't know anybody who comes in and wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, Lord, I don't want to succeed and I don't want to prosper. I don't know of anybody. How many times... Myself included, have we come into a service and I'm expecting God to move and I'm praying and I'm seeking him for a situation and and I'm wanting him to move. And then we look at it and, and we say, well, how much have I been studying this book of instruction continually? Have I meditated on it day and night? Maybe I just meditated on it during the day. This says day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. It's hard to obey what's written in it if we don't read it. It says, and only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. That's a promise. As I was preparing this, I was I was thinking, and I, I definitely wanted to get the point across. Sometimes we look at it as, well, I don't know what God has promised me. This Bible is filled with with all kinds of promises. Now, if you're the type and you're looking for, man, did God promise me this bends or an Escalade or something like that? Well. Nowadays, you can find a place that might tell you that. But as far, as far as this goes, I just read this promise that if we meditate on his word day and night and we obey what's written in it, it says then we can prosper and succeed in all that you do. So maybe you're in this place where you don't feel like you're prospering. Maybe you don't feel like you're succeeding in all that you do. It didn't say some of what you do. It says all. So maybe you feel like you haven't seen that, but you do feel like, you know what? Hey, I've been reading the word. I've been meditating on it day and night then that's the promise of God that's saying, hey, don't, don't lean on your own understanding. Because right now, your mind is saying, hey, God, I'm expecting this. You said in your word you will do this. And God's saying, you know what? I'm going to do something way bigger than that. You just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Amen? And then to close, it says, if we want to walk in victory, no matter what a situation looks like, we can't lean on our own understanding. And I, and I put down the abbreviation. I think that's the word. RBA. Read read, believe, and apply. Because we have to read the word, believe the word, and apply. A lot of times we get to the point where we're just, we're reading, and then we somewhat believe. I know um, my wife's here, so I won't just pick on Bria. So I'll use her, too. We had a small group Monday, and we were talking about believing and things like that and and she she mentioned that she'll pray for something but she she talked about how praying and fasting opens up so many doors for her so whenever she's tired of just just praying and she's like okay it's time to get really really serious she knows praying and fasting is what unlocks that door and so how many of us get in a situation where god promises that there's things that will be opened up through prayer and fasting But a lot of times we're like, you know what, I don't know if I want to do that extra work. God, you're doing some things, and I'm willing to just settle with the some things. Instead of God saying, hey, if you get into this word, and you read it, and you believe it, and you apply it, he's going to unlock everything. But we just have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, are we okay with just 75% of what God wants to do? Are we okay with just 50% of what God wants us to do? And if we are okay... Did it come from us leaning on our own understanding? Because it's not gonna come from God's word. A lot of these verses we read, it had all. It had it had things done completely. God doesn't do things halfway. Right. Amen. Yeah. And to close, I know I got a couple minutes. I just wanted to share a quick story. It wasn't it wasn't in my notes, it wasn't planned, as Pastor was saying how he was proud of of me and Jesse, and and it got me thinking and then thinking about this message as far as leaning not on your own understanding. And and I'm a big believer, and as far as leaders, you should see something in a leader, not just hear about it, you should see it. And a lot of things that, that pastor does, I try to apply myself even with basketball. And like, he's one where you can come up here on men's discipleship and he might have paint on him, he might be putting up a wall, doing this, doing that. So I try to take the same approach where I'm not above driving the bus or the van across the country or this or this or that because I've seen it in a leader. And if 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 Pastor got all his stuff out of a book, he wouldn't be that easy to follow. But it's genuine. It's genuine. And one of the things that I'm talking about as far as lean not on your own understanding, I remember when I met him, he used to go to the gym and and play and <laughs> I was a little different B.C., a little different. So there'd be times I'd get upset. We're playing basketball, and not upset at him, because he was actually a good teammate. He would pass. (laughs) But I'd get upset. I'd cuss and yell and throw basketballs and and everything that you could think of. But he could have easily said, you know what? That guy's a hothead, or that guy, he's this focused on basketball, and basketball gets him boiled like that. He's not going to be serious about anything for God. But he didn't do that. And he found the right opportunity. And I, I think I told my wife this the other day. I was like, this is definitely God. Because I remember one time we, we talked in his truck. And I'm not going to some dude's truck to talk. Amen. <laughs> hey but we, we, we talked in his truck. And it was for a while and opened up about a lot of things. And, and it, was just, it was just, I knew there was something different about him. And he invited me to church, and I didn't go. How many people have we invited to church, and they didn't come the first time? And we said, you know what, I'm done with them. And then I, I came to church eventually, and then I, I, I started going to a couple services. I'd missed some services here or there. I wasn't saved at the time, but I, I knew God was real, and he was doing something in this place. A lot of things I wasn't comfortable with, Not I didn't think it was bad, it was just, Man, Brenda's really that happy? <laughs> it was just things I had to understand for myself. And like, man, people people are clapping and 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 all of this and like they do it every Sunday. I'm used to just, hey, just give us the communion and we'll see you next week. So it was it was a thing where I didn't come every service and he didn't give up. I I I feel like in, and I can't speak for him, but he has so much faith in God that he's just like, you know what? I'm not worried about what I see in the natural. I'm not worried about what I see in the flesh. Like, if I'm praying that God's going to raise up men and God's going to use men and bring them into this church, it doesn't necessarily matter what I see with my own eyes. And that is a picture of leaning not on your own understanding. Amen? And, it, and it's one of those things whenever he was talking about, man, he's proud of me and Jesse, and I'm just like, shh, proud of me and Jesse, like, I'm thankful. Like, I, I can't even really put it into words because without him leaning not on his own understanding, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't be, a lot of things wouldn't happen. And it's, so it's, it's a thing where it just as pastor seen and reached out to so many men, none of us are perfect. I remember even in the beginning with men's discipleship, everybody would talk about men's discipleship. I thought it was for everybody else. And then one time pastor like, Hey, are you coming to men's discipleship? I'm like, I'm supposed to come? You said it's at 6 <laughs> in the morning. I thought you automatically meant, like, he's not coming because I wasn't going to get up at 6. But eventually, I came to men's discipleship. Now it's at 5.30. And we still came. And, it, and, it, and it's just a picture of, and I think we can all grow in the area of leaning not on our own understanding. I, I mentioned it in our small group the other day. We talked about uh, getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I remember Pastor preached on it, and the next time he saw me, he said, "Hey, have you been praying for it?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and, and then I guess after I walked away, I was like, "Dang, I probably shouldn't have said that, but it was true." And so we had a time of men's discipleship where there wasn't that many people there. It actually was only me, Pastor, and Pastor Dylan at the at the old building. And we went down, and he went verse by verse and talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then I knew. I said, "Hey." I, I got to at least pray pray about it now. <laughs> and so I, I prayed about it, and then part of me was like, ah, I don't know, not I don't know if it's real, but kind of like my wife said, do I need to really, really, really pray hard about this or can I just kind of skate by? And so I started praying and then I got it at a Walmart in a in a parking lot. But it was one of those things where how many people could we reach how, how would our families look like? How would our marriages look like? How would everything look like if we didn't lean on our own understanding? Amen? Let's bow your head tonight. Dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your mercy, Lord God. We thank you that you are a loving God. Lord, we thank you that you are a redeemer, Lord God, that you can take us at our lowest points, Lord God, and create something special in us for your glory. Lord, we just thank you for... An opportunity to hear your word tonight, Lord God, from the word that you gave Jesse about the dangers of the last days, Lord God. I pray that our minds will be opened, Lord Jesus, to seeing that time is short, Lord God, and your return is soon. And Lord, that there are some things that we have to be more serious about, Lord God. We have to be more serious about souls. We have to be more serious in our walk. We cannot be deceived in these last moments, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, help us to not lean on our own understanding, Lord God, but in all our ways to acknowledge you, Lord God. And you have promised us that you will direct our paths. Lord, we thank you for your promises. We thank you that your word does not come back void. We thank you that while we were yet sinners, Lord God, you died for us, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, that your word says that. He who the Son has set free is free indeed, Lord God, that we have a future and a hope, Lord God. Help us not to lean on our own understanding. Lord, your word tells us that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways, Lord Jesus. And Lord, if anyone is in this place tonight and maybe they've heard testimonies or maybe they feel like you've been speaking to them and and it's been time to answer the call, but they've been hesitant or, they've been worried or they've been trying to get ready, Lord, I pray that tonight you will touch them. Lord, I pray that nobody will leave this place the same way they came in. Lord, I can remember that day almost nine years ago, Lord God, where you spoke to me in an altar call and you told me you have to give me everything. You said you have to give me everything. And Lord, I I made that decision, Lord God. And Lord, you changed me. You set me free, Lord God. The times that I tried to do it on my own in the past, Lord God, and didn't didn't succeed, didn't make a change for more than three days, but whenever I allowed you to come in, Lord God, you set me free. And Lord, you want to do the same tonight. And how many people with heads bowed and eyes closed with a show of hands that you want to make tonight your night that you give Jesus lordship of your life with every head bowed and every eyes closed? Just a show of a hand, maybe tonight, that that you want to make Jesus King of kings or Lord of lords in your heart. You want to allow him to to change you. You're tired of leaning on your own understanding. You're tired of depression. You're tired of mistakes. You're tired of setbacks. You're tired of hurting. And you want to give your life to Jesus. We already heard this morning of a pastor coming in and being healed just by being in the prayer room, just by being in the presence of God. God wants to touch you tonight. So, how many tonight in this place with a show of hands you want to make Jesus Lord of your life? You want to call him to be your master and your king? And for the second call, maybe at one point in time you accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life, but you you turned away. You grew cold. Maybe maybe just like like Jesse was saying in these In these last days, you were were deceived. You walked away from the faith. But tonight, you want to come back home. I want to pray for you tonight. And if we can all stand, eyes closed in reverence to the Lord tonight. Whether you, you lifted your hand or not, I want to pray for you because God can see you where, where you are. But at the same time, he says that if you'll be ashamed of me amongst all these people, he'll be ashamed of you on Judgment Day. We have to make a stand. Jesse mentioned many times we have to be bold. We can't be worried about offending others. And if we're ashamed in this place with other believers, how bold can we be in public? So repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner in need of a savior. I ask you to wash away my sins as far as the east is from the west. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died on the cross and you rose from the dead for me to wash away my sins and I thank you Jesus and I sec- and I accept you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior help me to lean not on my own understanding but to acknowledge you in all of my ways and I know that you will direct my path. Lord, I pray that I will not be deceived in these last days, but my eyes will be focused on you, that I will read your word, that I'll believe your word, and I will apply your word to my life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.